T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> the Knicks win. <laughs> like I said before we went to break. Oh, my, yo. Like, what goes on in Madison Square Garden? I'm just glad they won the game because I didn't want anyone to say, oh, you jinxed it. You called the game over. Like, nah, I have nothing to do with what goes on in that building. But what goes on in that building? Julius Randle. <laughs> as, as great as Julius Randle can be at times, like, that stretch at the end of the game right there, what was all of that? And Julius, you gotta be thinking, bro. <laughs> that whole sequence was was insane. The the Heat almost stole that game. Like, how many Knicks games have we watched them either barely pull off the win like just that, or them crumble and give it away? Like, I like I don't know. I'm not a Knicks fan, so I'm not gonna lean into it. But like, I I've got my own issues with the Nets getting smoked, but, like, I can't watch a basketball game like that every night that's on your home floor. You got to watch to the last millisecond. You don't know which way it's going to go, but luckily the Knicks get that much-needed win, and that doesn't go down as another embarrassing collapse in the last literal seconds of the game. Uh, Go look it up if you're not watching. (laughs) You know, that's definitely going to be on SportsCenter between the Julius Randle dunk, and that's when I thought the game was over, and then I looked at the clock, and then even that um, that uh, last possession right there, like Tyler Hero is maybe an inch away from hitting a three to end that game, um, but it didn't go that way. The basketball god smiled on the Knicks when it looked like they were going to frown on him again. <laughs> That's a big win without Jalen Brunson. And uh, I know Julius Randle, I got to see it in his face. He was like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to have to face the media if this one goes south. Yeah, they're showing it right now. This dunk right here. And how much time was left when he dunked it? It's like, you got to be thinking. Marco and I were just sitting here watching. He's like, you got to be thinking. You got to have awareness of the clock and, and like, ending the game. I know you want to have the emphatic dunk, the exclamation point. But then, uh, you know, that gave them time, but ultimately does not matter. Congratulations to the New York Knicks fans. That's a win, a much-needed win without Jalen Brunson uh, on your home floor. Keith McPherson on the fan. I've got people waiting, and uh, I think I've said enough. we got to get calls in. I've got less than two hours left. EJ Stewart comes up at 12. He is a Knicks fan. I'm sure he's going to have a ton to say about that game, so I'll say less. Let's go to... Jay in Freeport next up on the fan. What's up, Jay? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? 
I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Thanks for calling up. Yeah, definitely, man. Yo, listen, I don't know. Just when you get me ready to rile up and get at you, you say something nice. It's very hard to take. Yo, it's crazy. Every <laughs> team that you every team that you like, I dislike so heavily. But then you just give this like nice little sprinkle on top and I'm like, yo, I'm reciting negative things to come back at you and then I'm like, damn, he's nice. Yeah, I guess right. a, a way of doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening. Well, you know what? What got me to call you, and I'm a first-time caller of yours, but a fan, I will say so. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. I'm Listen, I'm usually at work doing things right now. Um, I did listen to you a lot while battling cancer, and I beat it. Congratulations, so, uh, and God bless. You, I'm glad sir. to hear it. And if I, helped you, you. if I helped you through it at, at all, I'm, I'm definitely glad to hear that as well. You did, you did. You gave me a lot of angst for some of your Yankee Mets stuff, but you also gave me a lot of reality, you know. You started a thing. I'm I'm uh, an Italian fellow from New York, grew up, born and bred, Bronx, whatever. Yes, sir. But in but injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Say that. Understood. All right, and I stand so strong, so firm. We do a lot of work. Before I was against it with a lot of people. I do a IMC a night out against crime with uh, my buddy who's a DJ Ace, uh, major DJ, but also lieutenant in the NYPD, African American. We have uh, we do a lot of stuff like that. So I'm big on that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think that. If you're not big on that, you don't stand for that. If you don't stand for for people, you know, being hurt anywhere, it doesn't matter what you look like, then really you sit for everything, you lay for everything. And I'm just not with that. And uh, so when you said that, you caught my attention. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to call and let's talk. And originally I was going to talk about the Giants and how DJ and Barkley are like uh, a tandem, like, how Barkley started off, you know, I didn't want to make it too much about that. You know what I mean? I don't want the whole world calling, and then you have to clear that out. I just wanted to say my piece. Don't, don't worry about it, bro. I appreciate you backing me up on that. And it needs to be said. It can make some people uncomfortable, but that's fine. Uh, you can't shy away from those conversations because that's the reality we live with every day, especially here in New York City. That's why I opened up saying what I had to say, you know, Black History Month. Absolutely. It's, it's a sports talk radio station, but... I'm a young black man yeah. making my way in this city like I've been for a decade now. Did not know I would have this platform, but I'm never right. going to get and on this platform and shy away. Never shy away. Let me tell you something. People don't really understand this, and 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 I'm and 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 people don't really understand. Like you're you're in danger while you're driving just for no reason. And my kids are mixed, and I tell them all the time. Listen, you say say don't. Don't get involved in stuff. Nothing happens good at night. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up, I grew up different. I was in the streets, you know, uh, mixed neighborhood. Very blessed to be raised by, you know, I only hate hate. And you should only hate hate. Yeah. I dislike the Yankees. I dislike the uh, Islanders and Devils. You know, I was just listening to the young man before him. I know he's a supporter of yours, but there's no way that the whole school makes bad people. You know, like you, you can't, you can't, you know, just live that way. And right. I definitely, not only do I back you, I 
side by side with you, brother. And that's, R- that's rivalries, the way. rivalries in sports. You know, when we say we hate a city or we hate a team or a franchise, uh, that's right. a rivalry. That's just a yeah. you know, that's a that's a different level than actual hate. People that hate people right. for you know no reason besides you know what right. color skin they were born. Like my bad if I if I got a little bit better tan than you, I didn't know that I would have this tan, and I, I'm glad I have right. it. But, uh, you yeah, know, God bless you. Melanin's dope. Don't, yeah, there's don't look wrong down with on me. I'm not looking down on you. I don't hate you. Uh, I don't hate anybody. And I want to see everybody mm-hmm. win. And I want to see everybody do good. So I'm, I'm right there uh, with you, bro. Yeah. What, what do you got for us with hey. uh, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and your Giants? Is that what you call yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I started with thinking, well, I originally called, yeah, I was going to say this whole thing anyway. And I was, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. I don't, I don't mind. Like, I just, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, yeah, shy away from, right. from speaking your piece, but I, I do got to yeah, bring it back around. Let's bring it back around. Let's let's reel it in a little bit. Um, and I was watching that next game too. I think the Jets should go for Fournier, who threw the top in a perfect pass. But anyway, <laughs> with the um, uh, DJ when 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 Barkley came in, it was Barkley heavy heavy low DJ different. Uh, was just getting it, you know, started. I mean, listen, for God's sake, we brought in Tyrod Taylor in the beginning of the year because we weren't even sure this kid was going to be good. Right. And then he turns out to be uh, a tight end and a, run, a tight end quarterback, running back uh, with the body of a tight end and, and shows that he could play ball. And then the way if they bounce off of each other. Another thing is that Saquon being a locker room leader is in football, in football, right? Especially football is probably one of the most important things. Basketball probably too, because it's a small sport, but like a football is such a big deal. So they got, I know they got a lot of issues, but the way Jones made these, um, not household name receivers. Look, you know they they got to restructure some people. You know, let me tell you something. I was never never been a fan of Brady. Never ever, even though I like Michigan, I've never been a fan of Brady at all. But the one thing that you would always notice about Brady is he would take the ten million dollars. He would do that. I mean, I know I'm sure he got paid early, but no, he but he was trying to win, and he understood the business of the NFL. I'm not going to win being the highest paid guy on the team, stopping us from bringing in talent. Right, exactly. How's Gronk going to get paid? How am I going to get these two guys paid? Now I got Randy Moss on the team. Now I got to get this guy. I need my defense to be number one. I need to have the best offensive line because I don't run. So he knew better, and he knew how to structure himself, and he set his life like that. And that's how you also get endorsements, championships, spring endorsements. So he was wise, and they should probably follow that type of set. As far as the, as far as I can sneak this in real quick, as far as the, the um, two lists that you said earlier, I'm just gonna make this quick. So I know you got a bunch. Um, the list. Uh, I think that Rodon was a nice pickup for you guys. Uh, obviously, you, you need it. It's a strong lefty. Uh, thank you, Jacob, for everything you did. But like you, as you said, Steve Cohen did not become the richest owner in baseball by being a dummy. And he, you, this guy got paid for what he used to do, DeGrom. And I love him. I love him. But for what he used to do, to give him five years while he was broken for two and a half 
and to give Correa 12 years while he, while two teams didn't want, you know, went through this whole thing with them, that's not how you make money. And by the way, Eduardo, who plays third base for us, mm-hmm. go check the numbers. Go check the, the, the hitting numbers. Besides the platinum glove, he's hit more home runs in three or four seasons than Crea has ever in any season. Yeah, I feel like he so, gets slighted. He gets uh, left out of the conversation. He came back and had a, a, a strong go at it you know, after he was hurt. And um, I think he'll have a better yep. year his second year in New York. Absolutely, 100%. And let the trumpets ring because New York's about the buzz. Listen, brother, I really appreciate you, and uh, I'm definitely going to try to call back. Uh, I like the show. I like what you got going on, and and I'm telling you right now, man, the Mets look good. Oh, last, this is the last thing. The difference thing is how the problem with what's going on, and I think as a Yankee, I'm not going to you know disrespect them, is the, and I know I hate this conversation, but the father, was more like Steve Cohen. You know, he's going to go get him. I'm going to get him. The reason why he went for Cray is because he could go get him. That's what George would do. I'm not quite sure how he's even really a baseball fan. He seems more like a businessman. You know what I'm saying? Like, just businessman. Like, let's get to the playoffs, and we're good. Let's still see some jerseys, and we're good. Sell some beer and hot dogs. And um, I hope, you know, for people, good people like yourself, that maybe they get some other people aboard to like really start swinging to the fences to get championships. But I hate to tell you, we're going to get them before you. I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks for the call, Jay. Feel better and uh, appreciate you calling my show for the first time. Thanks, my brother. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm always going to defend how I've, I've been. I'm not one of those Yankee fans that boos him. I'm also a fortunate and blessed Yankees fan that I've been in the suites and I've been in places in Yankee stadium where like, I know Hal is there. And just because you don't see him on TV, just because he's not his dad sitting behind the dugout and uh, very visible, that does not mean Hal Steinbrenner is not a fan. He of course is a Yankees fan. Uh, maybe not the biggest baseball buff, but so what? I don't know if you actually went and, you know, pulled all of these owners. I don't know how many of them are the biggest fans. And uh, if we're comparing him to Steve Cohen, like, Steve Cohen, we knew, was coming in as a rich Mets fan. I'm not comparing Hal to Steve Cohen. He doesn't have to go and be his dad. He doesn't have to go uh, the old Yankee way. But I know it was Hal that got the judge deal done. Uh, I know it was Hal that said, yeah, go pay Carlos Rodon. And uh, I think I made a – I gave some props to Hal, and I made – like I drew some lines uh, about how, you know, Hal is – or Hal was like 40 the last time – the Yankees won the World Series, and it's been 13 years, and now Hal is 53. So he got over 50 years old without seeing another parade. And uh, does he want to get to 60 without seeing another parade? Absolutely not. Not under his watch, obviously taking over for his dad. Does he want to be in New York City where everyone's saying, oh, Steve Cohen's the new George Steinbrenner. He's the new gold standard of baseball. No, you don't have to be a baseball fan necessarily to be competitive and to have pride. And I know how Steinbrenner has pinstripe pride. And, you know, the boss passed in 2010 and uh, the Yankees last won in 2009. So it's been 13 years since they've won. Well, now 14 years if they don't win it this year. 
13 years since the boss has passed, I think Hal has gotten to the point, you know, he's getting up there in years. He understands, hey, we got to spend, we got to pay, and we got to do some things differently. They did do some things differently this offseason, right? For everybody that complains about Brian Cashman and him not being the right GM for this team, they did bring in Omar Minaya. For everybody that complains about Brian Cashman, and when I say they, Hal Steinbrenner is obviously the one. Like, you think Brian Cashman is just saying, yeah, hey, bring all these, uh, you know, guys with extra experience and, and more years than me in to uh, help me do my job and sit at the table. No, Hal Steinbrenner is obviously uh, seeking out some help from these guys. And he did also bring in uh, Brian Sabian. So expect a little bit different voices and maybe some different strategy. I think Hal Steinbrenner is trying to win. Let's go to George on Long Island next up on the fan. Go for it, George. Hi, Keith. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, Nick's one. Getting through the show just fine. People are calling in, and uh, I appreciate that, like yourself. Yeah, that's good. Uh, last week, I was listening to a radio show about ending the New York drought. So I don't think the Giants and Jets, it's obviously not happening. They were talking about the Mets, Rangers, Nets. Come on, I don't see the Mets winning. <laughs> the Yankee fan, I think the only way the New York Jets can end is with the Yankees World Series. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm with you in some regards, right? I don't see any of these teams winning a championship uh, just when you look at who they're competing against, right? If we're looking at what happened to the Yankees last year, I guess they were closest, right? They were in the ALCS, but how close were they getting swept? You know, you're a Yankees fan. I'm a Yankees fan. We go into every season believing that the Yankees can and will win the World Series. They're the New York Yankees, 27-time champs. They got the money. They got the talent. You know, when you look at the Mets, they're pushing all their chips in to win it as well. They came up short, obviously, in the wild card round, but, like, I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. They came up short with not winning the division, but they were right there. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. So I think the Mets and Yankees have a chance to get back to the World Series and potentially win. I mean, the the Mets were there in 2015. That wasn't that long ago. Uh, When you talk about the Jets and Giants, I, I think the Jets and Giants are a ways away. But in this NFL, I mean, you never know. Like, the Eagles are right back in it. And if somebody would have told me that the Eagles, you know, when I was young, I used to make fun of Eagles fans because they had zero rings. Somebody would have told me that these guys potentially are going to win two Super Bowls in, in five, six years. Like, it's nuts. You, you can't call it. Uh, in basketball, nah. The Knicks aren't winning a championship anytime soon. And I don't believe the Nets are either. I, don't, I just don't think that they have the front office. I don't think that they have the young talent. They have the star power, but, like, they haven't been able to build. So, uh, you know, hockey, I, I actually, you know, Evan Roberts came out, I think, two weeks ago when they were talking about it on uh, Carton and Roberts, like what team is going to do it. And my first reaction was the Rangers. And I don't know why when Evan said, Keith, who's who, what team do you think is going to be the, the first team to end the drought? I said the Rangers without even thinking, but that's because of the run that they went on last year. And I just, I don't know. I was believing that they could do it last year. They should have beat the Lightning. So maybe they can make a run this year. But, you know, as far as this drought goes, it sucks. It's like, NYCFC won. I guess we got to count that. But in football, basketball, baseball, hockey, I don't know when New York is going to get another title. And, uh, I mean, I hope it happens soon. It's been too long without a parade. Yeah, also, Rodon is a big improvement. But the problem in the playoffs, it just keeps on happening time and time again. They're just it's back hitting. quiet. 
It's the hitting. And, like, I, I don't expect Judge. And, like, I love Judge. And I think he's great. And he deserves the money that he made. You know, yesterday's price is not today's price. He banked on himself and he got it. But, like, I'm not expecting Judge to hit. I'm, I'm, I'm setting his over-under total at 40 home runs. I'm not expecting him to carry the team. And these guys have failed so many times in October. It's just something weird about the Yankees. There's a disconnect between their, like, analytics and their approach and whatever they tell Boone. Like, I always say that I feel like Boone has, like, you know, things that he can and can't do, right? We're talking about an NFL script. I think, like, Boone has a script at the end of the season on, like, who he can go to the bullpen. Like, I'll never get over the usage of Clark Schmidt last year. Uh, I felt like they yeah, could have changed, changed that series against the Astros. So we'll see. I would love to be wrong. But I also would love to be on WFAN when somebody wins a championship, whether it's a team I root for in the city or not. I just want to see it. It has been too long. Yeah, I also want Stanton to have a breakout season. I think he's so underrated. I think Stanton's due for a big season. Thanks for the call, George. I think Stanton is, you know, a guy who everybody complained about his contract, and that contract doesn't seem like much now. I think Stanton is a guy going into year six in New York, and he's handled the booze better than a lot of guys have, and uh, he knows what he has to do on this team, and he's going to go back to being just a DH, maybe some outfield, but he's a veteran, and uh, I think he just broke 350 career home runs. I was just thinking about him the other day. He's got to start hitting these, like, you know, get back to these years where he's healthy, right, where he can be healthy and hit 40 bombs. And that could be this year potentially. I'd love to see it. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337, a six, a six, two more sixes. I'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And we're back. 10.30-ish on the fan. Your nighttime host, Keith McPherson, checking right back in. Talking sports. Trying to not uh, have too much football talk because it's still going to be football Friday tomorrow. I do love football, so we're always going to talk football when I'm on. But really tried to hit uh, baseball conversations. Really tried to mix in some Mets stuff, some Yankees stuff. Because it is February. We are close to spring training and pitchers and catchers. Obviously, it's the NBA basketball season, and uh, we'll go there right now. I mean, when I first started the show tonight, I said there was a ton of games on, and obviously the Knicks pulled off their game. But uh, I like to 
go around the league and check the scores. Now that some of these games have gone final, the Knicks beat the Heat in Madison Square Garden, 106-104. Phew! They uh, almost had an embarrassing collapse, another crumbling defeat, but they held on without Jalen Brunson. uh, R.J. Barrett did what I thought he was going to do, right? I said, let's have a bounce-back game for R.J. Let's have a big night for R.J. He had 30 points. Eight rebounds. Good for that young man bouncing back from the uh, from the Lakers game. The Bulls beat the Hornets 114-98. to Not too much to report from that game. And uh, I don't think too many people care that much. I already told you about Donovan Mitchell. Dono was about that life. He was ready to fight, fight. Not that play fight that they do in the NBA. He was ready to actually get it in. So the Cavs in Cleveland beat the Memphis Grizzlies 128-113. And all I keep thinking about the Grizzlies and this, like, skid that they're on is how Ja Morant talked. Like, just, I don't know if you've heard me say this, and I said this last week, and I know some of y'all heard me last week. Do not give, and I never played at a high level, but I even knew young, do not give your opponents bulletin board material. Do not put the battery in the back of these super talented athletes that already have motivation to play for the name on the front and the back of their jersey. Do not add anything more to that where these guys are more fired up to play against you. I mean, the Grizzlies are still second in the West. They're still uh, holding on there, but they're 4-6 and six in their last 10. And John Morant came out and said to Malika Andrews, I don't know, maybe he fell under Malika Andrews' spell. I met Malika. She used to be the uh, ESPN beat writer for the Brooklyn Nets. Pretty young lady, I understand. John Morant might have fell under her spell and started talking too much. He said, we're good in the West. And he basically started talking about the, the only team that they're worried about is the Celtics, as if he's you know, already guaranteeing that they're coming out of the West and the Celtics are coming out of the East and they're meeting in the NBA Finals. Well, they've been losing games and uh, teams have been te- checking their temperature. And they have struggled since that night that we saw Dylan Brooks get at Shannon Sharp. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you follow the NBA like that, but they take the L tonight. And uh, going through the uh, rest of the scores here, LeBron and the Lakers, they win by one point, 112-111. LeBron finishes with 26 points. And I think going into the game, he was 89 points away. So he's 63 points away. And if we're on LeBron watch, I saw it was $92,000. $92,000 for the most expensive ticket, something like that, uh, for, for LeBron. And uh, the game that they're expecting him to to break the record, it'll probably be in two games. The Lakers face the Pelicans Saturday, February 4th. I bet you LeBron goes and gets 20-30 there. And then that young Thunder team will come to L.A., the Crypto.com Arena on Tuesday, February 7th. That'll be the night. And if that's not the night, it's definitely going to be against the Bucks, uh on that Thursday, February 9th. But LeBron is up there in age, and they do rest him, and he is managing injuries. So he could rest one of these games. Uh, he could uh, take a seat. But it's coming up, and they're going to do it, of course, in L.A. He's going to break Kareem's record. It's, I don't know, the writing's on the wall. It's going to either be next Tuesday or next Thursday. And I did see somewhere $92,000 for a ticket. $92,000 for a ticket to see LeBron James. T- 
ticket to see LeBron James potentially break scoring record against the Thunder are as high as 92,000. So, yeah, they're expecting it to be that Thunder game, and I think it will be that game. But if they rest him, it could be the Bucks game after that. Okay, quickly before we get back to the phones, the uh, rest of the scores from the NBA right now, um, the games that I did not mention are still going on or in play uh, in the fourth quarter and uh, probably finishing up here soon. The Mavericks lead the Pelicans 101-87 in the third quarter. Uh, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets are up by one on the the Warriors. Yep, seven. Uh, well, I can't even talk and read and speak at the same time. Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets lead the Golden State Warriors eighty to seventy nine. And uh, on TNT, just getting underway, the Los Angeles Clippers are ahead eighteen to five on the Milwaukee Bucks. So that's all we've got from the NBA right now. If a fight breaks out or a record is broken or something else happens, I'll uh, update you on that. But let's get back to the phones and uh, keep it rolling. I mean, we're talking about everything tonight. I think tomorrow, like I said, makes more sense to really hit the football stuff. I mean, there's stuff that I want to talk about with like this article with Nathaniel Hackett, but I feel like I'll table that. I already mentioned this last week. Rich Samini wrote this article and he opens up with a line that I used last week. He says, imagine making 80,000 a week for doing nothing. I mentioned last week that that's what the Denver Broncos are going to pay Nathaniel Hackett. And he wants to coach. He's going to come to the jets and he's going to be cake and he's making 80,000. I mean, most people don't make 80,000 in their life in a year. Like that's, that's crazy money that these guys get to coach football and not be good at it. I, I don't know what the Denver Broncos are doing. Uh, I'll put that in my notes for tomorrow for sure. And uh, I know I've said enough. I know I've put enough out there and you guys have listened. And like I said in my open, if you hear something and you want to respond, if you hear something and you've got a thought or a take, call me up, 877-337-6666. Let's keep the show rolling. Ryan is in Terrytown on the fan. I like Terrytown. It's a nice place. Thanks, Keith. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I'm a 47-year-old Knicks fan, and I appreciate your laughter when it comes to the Knicks because they've been a punchline of mine since about 2008, 2009. I think a very funny punchline. Um, I couldn't believe it. I, was, I wasn't I was trying to even laugh over Marco's update, but I was laughing because when I was on air, I'm like, yeah, the Knicks got it. And both of us are sitting here in, in suspense. You got to watch the Knicks game to the very last second. Uh, what it is, it's uh, reprehensible what's happened to the the team. And, um, you know, I think that when we had Stoudemire, Gallinari, Felton, Landry Fields, and the center who won a championship with Cleveland, I think, you know, and then we tore it all down for Carmelo Anthony and it set us back 15 years. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Carmelo not in the league. Somebody got to pick Carmelo up. Maybe that'll happen at this uh, trade deadline. But anywho. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you a question. I wanted you to, uh, sorry, talk of football, but you're proud of some football. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here. It's like Saquon Barkley's playing second fiddle to Daniel Jones, and he was playing first fiddle, if I remember. Dable even said it before the season started when we went into the unknown. And then we get all the way. He, You know, Barkley even breaks a beautiful run against the Vikings in the playoffs, takes us all the way. I don't think he should play second fiddle. So if I were advising Saquon Barkley, I'd be like, get out of town, man. You're playing second <laughs> fiddle, and you carried most of the weight. Yeah. And now they're all, everyone's Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. It's a quarterback no, 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 league. No, 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 no. It's a quarterback-driven league you need the quarterback daniel jones gives you this 
one year where he proves it, and it's the first year with Dable, and now Giants fans have changed their tune on him. Uh, I don't know if oh, he's I playing would... second fiddle. It's just the way of the league. It's just the way of the NFL. And uh, in this NFL, there, there are only a few really good quarterbacks. Honestly, there's only a handful of those guys, and these guys are playing musical chairs right now. If you got a guy like Daniel Jones that you drafted six overall – that showed you the intestinal fortitude to go through what he went through. You, you got to lock that guy down. You got to make sure that guy's good. But there, there's oh, a no, world I'm, that we should live in very soon where both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones are with the Giants uh, for the short-term future. I think so. And then people are saying um, that the running back position, um, you know, it's like anyone can fill in. Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Saquon, look at how he's built. He's unbelievable. And without him in the in the formation, I think that the other defenses are going to play in a way where uh, we might, you know, go backwards. Yeah, I'll say this, too. They get Get some wide receivers. When we saw Saquon his first year with Odell, that was different. That was pick your poison. You can't key on Odell because then Saquon will hurt you. You can't put eight men in the box on Odell because then we're throwing a slant to Odell. He's taking it to the house. You know what I'm saying? Like with with uh, with, with Saquon, it's bigger than just the running back position. He has stated over and over again he wants to be here. You can't lose that guy. He is a guy that has kind of like, you know, he's like a bridge from the sketchy past to now this bright future that the Giants have. And I think in that locker room, there's young guys that look up to him. There's veterans that look up to him. He is the voice, and he goes out there and he leads by example. I don't. I just think he's worth, uh, I think he's worth keeping. I don't think he's worth top dollar money. I don't think there's really many running backs that are going to get top dollar, maybe Josh Jacobs. But uh, I think that Joe Shane and uh, Brian Dable and the, and the New York Giants, they're going to figure out how to have both of these guys and uh, also be able to add talent. And 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 I know that they're in cap hell, but they're not. Like You can finagle the cap. That's what I've been saying. Like You can move some things around, restructure some contracts, have some guaranteed money, have some uh, incentives, have some different things where um, you know these guys got to go out and earn it, but they're also getting their guaranteed money as well. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Ryan. I don't know. I, I'm not a, a NFL number cruncher. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. I also don't know these guys' agents. I don't know exactly how, uh, you know, what, how hard of a bargain their agencies are going to drive. But, of course, everybody wants their money. They want to get paid. And uh, Saquon Barkley is not second fiddle to Daniel Jones. It's just in this league, it's a quarterback-driven league. You start with the quarterback. Like, if you're looking at Matt Breida next year, no, it's different. Like, you need Saquon. You need Daniel Jones, and you need a number one receiver. And uh, I think they're able to figure out how to do all of that and stay under the salary salary cap and, uh, you know, figure it out moving forward. It'll it'll happen. It'll happen. Those two guys have captain C's on their chest. You take one of them out of the locker room, it changes the entire chemistry uh, with the whole team. 877-337-6666. Man, we're moving. Like, we're moving right along. It's almost 11 o'clock, my last hour on the fan Call up now if you've got something to add, if you've got something to say. I would appreciate it. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Let's keep it rocking. KM to AM. It's not morning yet. Keep McPherson on the fan. Looking some things over. And obviously uh, the football, the Super Bowl looms. And tonight was the NFL skills showdown. And I was 
in my notes for tomorrow, like, what do we learn from the skills showdown to speak on on Football Friday? But this can't wait. This was just reported uh, less than an hour ago. Derek Carr, you know, he's back in Vegas where they're hosting this event where he's trying to get out of, and he, he's so blunt about it. I, I, I want to know the full details of what went on between him, Josh McDaniels, the benching. Like, remember he had that bad game against the Steelers? Shout out to Kenny Pickett. You guys are always going to hear me rep Kenny Pickett. Uh, I, I want to know, like, what happened for this to get here? Because this is a guy with an extension signed, a big contract, right? This is a guy that they went out and got his college teammate and quote-unquote best friend and Devontae Adams. How did this all go so far left? So Raiders quarterback Derek Carr is not extending the contract trigger date. And what does that mean? Um, He's got no intention of extending the February 15th trigger date coming up on his contract to give the team additional time to resolve his situation. Right? He he wants out of there. And he bluntly said to the camera, like, that's why I'm headed somewhere else. (laughs) Before the season was over, he signed off with, like, a a farewell. And, uh, yeah, I want to know more because it's like he's so determined, like, not even to, like, have a conversation, wait – he said, I don't think that would be be best of me. Carr maintained that he and his representatives would still like to be authorized to speak to potential trade partners, but the Raiders have not yet granted that permission. Carr has no trade clause in his contract and said he would use it if he deemed it necessary. So, and he's saying that's for the Raiders to talk about. Bro, this is the team that drafted you. You've been their quarterback for like almost a decade. Like, what went on? Josh McDaniels must suck. Like, he must be a terrible head coach. And uh, the Raiders, they have to have a 30-for-30 on the Raiders. All the draft picks that they missed on, all the nonsense they dealt with with these draft picks, uh, the emails that Daniel Snyder from the Commanders let out there so that they ended up firing John Gruden over emails that he sent in 2010, uh, Mike Mayock. And remember they had AB? I know you guys don't. Forget about you haven't forgot about that. You, you can't forget about the whole AB thing, right? AB was supposed to take the top off of Gruden's offense, and that all went left. And Henry Ruggs and that Arnett kid that was like on Instagram live with, uh, with like guns and like heavy artillery guns, and it, it's a mess. And then they moved the team to to Vegas. Uh, Mark Davis, what's going on? But I don't know. So. Uh, Carr went on to say, um, you know, I was talking to Peyton Manning about it today. I mentioned how Peyton and Eli, who they're killing everything. Like, these guys are on every single thing. They have the Manning cast. They have the Caesar Sportsbook commercials. They're hosting the um, the whole Pro Bowl weekend. Like, I, I need to meet the agents and managers that handle the Manning stuff because they are just in every single thing. But Carr says he was talking to Peyton Manning today about it when he was Released from the Colts, he's like, man, it was kind of surreal in the moment. You're like, wow, you can't even believe it. But then you just go out the next place and you move on. You do your best there. And it's nice to hear that from someone who I think is the best. He's someone I've always looked up to. So, I mean, Peyton's telling him, hey, life goes on. And it's pretty clear that Derek Carr wants out of there. So I know we've done a ton of talk about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. But, you know, maybe Derek Carr is the plan B. I just, I just hope the Jets don't default into Jimmy Garoppolo. And I feel like they easily can with those San Francisco ties. And Nathaniel Hackett is here, obviously, to try and get Aaron Rodgers. But if they don't land him, I don't know. 
We'll see what happens. 877-337-6666. Got about an hour left. Going to sneak a call in right now. I knew one of my young Padawans listening, young Jedis listening, my young boys listening. Shout out to all my uh, guys that listen to the show that are under 15 or so, the future of the fan. I don't care who's sending letters up here to the fan. I don't care what geezers, boomers, old-timers are writing hate letters to me or anyone else. Like, Keep taking your corny self to the post office to write letters to Spike Eskin or Craig and Evan or C-Mac or Tommy. Like, we are literally laughing. We are smiling because that means that what we're doing is working. The future is now, old man. Young Josh is in Passaic. Young Josh, you're on the fan again. Hey, Keith, what's up? Holding it down, bro. Another five-hour marathon. I don't even call it the marathon anymore because, uh, you know, it's it's uh, something I've, I've gotten used to. Right. And you think uh, with the Nets that uh, I think it's Thomas Bryant on the Lakers. And I think he'd be a good fit. You think the Nets could pull off a trade with him because... Thomas Bryant? From the, Lake, uh, uh, from the Lakers. I don't really like his game. And um, looks like a big center that could dunk. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like his game. I mean, maybe uh, you know, if if they don't like his fit with the Lakers, maybe I don't really think he does much to move the needle. He did give the Nets the business with the Wizards not long ago. Um, I just think the Nets got to do better. They got to they got to try here. And I think Sean Marks his whole his whole tenure is on the line here to get another big, uh, some more talent around KD, Kyrie, and the rest of these guys so that they could actually challenge the Celtics. I mean, Thomas Bryant, to me, I don't think helps them challenge the Celtics. But he is a big, and he is aggressive, and he, you know, he does uh, you know, make a scene out there. Right, and also Claxton. I mean, I remember, I think it was before the season, and you told me that Claxton, how he cut off, his dreads, he's working on his free throws, but somehow he's even his percentage is even worse than it was last year. <laughs> yeah, he changed his form again. Like KD was talking about that on his his latest podcast. Like, you know, he's so dedicated to getting better. He changed his form in the offseason and then he changed it again mid season. He's trying to get better, but the guy just struggles with it. I'm I'm not mad at Claxton. He's getting conversation for uh DPOY and uh defensive player of the year and you know, he might be an all star this year and you know, Claxton has been huge for the Nets while KD has been out. I mean, free throws are tough for these big men. He'll eventually get it down. I, I can't hold that against him. Ben Simmons, I hold it against. But Claxton, I got no complaints with right now. He gets his blocks, and he's really added, uh, you know, some moves around the rim and in the paint to get buckets. It's kind of funny, though, when he shoots free throws a lot of times. It takes him way too long, and players are ready in the paint. I mean, though, of course, he gets a lot of blocks, but he's jumping a lot of times. He, I saw he got a few goal tendings. And when they play, like the Bucks and the Sixers, Giannis and uh, Embiid are going right through him, whether he's defensive player of the year or not. Yeah, well, Giannis and Embiid are the best. I mean, <laughs> these guys are the best in the, in the, in the East, and, uh, and there's not many guys that can stop them. I know there's Nets fans that are selling themselves on the fact that they think Ben Simmons is here and he's going to be the Giannis stopper or the Embiid stopper, I guess. Uh, he's going to foul out before the game is over. So, you know, what's that going to do? When you saw the Knicks second half adjustments, right, just go right into the paint. And I kind of thought that was kind of a Nets weakness, right? And they would just go in the paint, they hit a layup, and that's pretty much how they cut right into the Nets lead. So that paint defense, that's what just the only thing that's scaring me. Yeah, yeah. It, it can't be Nick alone. He needs he needs help. He needs somebody else down there. We, You know, Royce O'Neal, uh, they, they need somebody else because Ben Simmons doesn't really want to play, or at least, I don't know, 
He hasn't wanted to play lately, and uh, it can't just be Nick Claxton. They got to get another big. Nas Reed is the guy that I've been just like putting his name out there a ton because he's from where I'm from, Asbury Park. Like Nas Reed, uh, he he balled out two nights ago for the Minnesota Timberwolves. If they can somehow figure out how to get him here, I think he'd be great. Can shoot free throws. Yeah, he can shoot free throws better than Nick Claxton and uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't know his exact percentage, but from just thinking about his. you know, his game. I don't think he struggles from the line like them. He could shoot the three. Well, something I'd want to see Claxton do. Keith, have a good night. Love to sell. Thanks for the call, young Josh. And young, old, black, white, Hispanic, green, purple. I, like, we don't care. Everybody's welcome here. And, uh, you know, when I say the future's now, old man, <laughs> you guys hear me talk to anyone who calls to my show. I appreciate it. But we have gotten some hate mail up here, and we laugh about it. And uh, we don't necessarily understand what anyone thinks it's going to do. But you got to understand, you got to evolve or dissolve. All things are evolving around us. All things are changing, right? They make a new iPhone every single year. Uh, Cable, pretty soon you're not going to be able to watch cable TV. You're going to have to stream everything. Everything around us is changing into the future. And uh, I understand, you know, change is hard for people to tolerate, to stomach, but it's the only constant, so... We're going to keep changing because we want to be in the future as WFAN, the uh, flagship station for New York sports. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Listen to every MLB game live The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone Stream minor league affiliates The Midwest League home run leader And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 